One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live. of wrestling radio the trade dog we will never use the words shit god jesus or any other racial or sexual slurs and jj sexay i did not i repeat i did not sleep with that young intern as a matter of fact i was up all night wrestling news live the fans by the fans that's right the franchise is back wrestling news live The Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. All right, guys, good evening. Welcome back to Wrestling News Live. This is uh, version 2.0 for the night, as I have had all kinds of computer problems. I believe everything has been worked out, tweaked, and we shouldn't run into the same problem that we had earlier. So again, welcome to Wrestling News Live. I, of course, am Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexay, and later on in the broadcast, I will be joined by the one, the only, the Trey Dog. And I think I said this for all you out there, whether you're in the United States or anywhere else in the world, thank those men and women that are in the armed services, no matter what country you're in, because they're fighting for you guys and we love you, and we want to see you all come home safely. But with that said, Trey will be joining me momentarily. 
We're going to bring Josh Pedra on. He is the official WNL recapper. And let's break right down into Monday Night Raw and what a night it was. Josh, are you on the line with me? Yes, I am. How are you doing tonight, JJ? Well, Skype is now working, apparently. Well, it's Monday night. I mean, you know, it, it's not a Wrestling News Live until, you know, Skype, you know, kicks us in the nuts. I think somebody actually, like, broke into my Skype account because they changed the password on me and I couldn't get in. Really? Yes. Wow. That's, that's unusual. That's why I was gone for, like, 30 minutes trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. That was the case. But it's been taken care of. Excellent. Well, on the bright side, if this were September, we wouldn't be doing the show for another seven minutes anyway, so it all works out. Yeah, true that. So uh, how are you doing on this Memorial Day, this Monday, this long weekend? Nah, can't really complain. Been a nice, peaceful day. We had kind of a little uh, cookout today for dinner in honor of Memorial Day, so it was a pretty good day. And, of course, Monday Night Raw tonight, and perfect way to end the day, in my opinion. You know what, absolutely. Uh, you know, watching the show tonight, I really thought the show did very well. I was very impressed with how it turned out. i got to say, quite honestly, I think Ashton Kutcher has probably done one of the best jobs uh, guest hosting a Raw. I mean, he seems like he is a, uh, a wrestling fan, first and foremost, and seemed like he knew what was going on with the product. So that's the kind of guest host they need to get on a consistent basis if they want to keep doing this whole guest host concept. But uh, he he felt very comfortable tonight, almost like he was really a part of the show, maybe even a part of that locker room. Yeah, I mean, I personally hate Ashton Kutcher, but <laughs> this is my uh, pot shot of night by saying that tonight, being a guest host on Raw, that was probably the best acting he's ever done in his entire career. Oh, come on. What's your, what's your beef with, uh, with Kelso? Did he punk you once? I mean, what's the story here, Josh? What, what have you got against Kelso? I just don't think he's all that great of an actor. Now, I've seen that 70s show, so I've seen him in that. I've watched The Butterfly Effect, and, you know, that was about enough for me because, I don't know, just something with the way he acts and me just doesn't click. I, I just can't get into his characters, whatever he does. So, Wow. Well, I mean, and somebody said it eloquently. One Man X in the chat room says, well, he is nailing to me more. I mean, you've got to give the guy props for that. Well, yeah, I mean, Demi Moore was hot at one point, so, you know. <laughs> All right, well, let's break right on down to uh, the Raw recap, presented, of course, by Josh Pedra. All right, and uh, for your Raw tonight, we started off um, kind of weird. Uh, there was no intro, no pyros, no nothing. We actually opened up Raw with Edge beating the crap out of Evan Bourne. And uh, Michael Cole basically tells us that uh, oh, by the way, since I said the word basically, there was a thing in the chat earlier today saying that there's a drinking game. Every time I say the word basically, you've got to take a drink. So I'm going to probably emphasize a lot today. So if you're out there and you're doing this drinking game and you get alcohol poisoning and die, it's, I take no responsibility. But, so so uh, hold on a second. Anyway. Let, let me get this straight. So basically what you're saying is that basically you have a drinking game based on basically? Basically, yes. Well, that's basically cool. I wish I had some Jack and Coke right about now. I'd be basically fucked up. It's basically gimmick infringement from my drinking game column, but, hey, that's basically how it goes. But it's just the basics. <laughs> anyway, uh, composing myself, uh, Evan Bourne basically was getting the crap kicked out of him. There you go, another drink. 
and Edge cuts a promo saying that he wants to run down his opponents for a fatal four-way. He runs down Randy Orton, runs down Sheamus, and actually puts him over, calling him a bulldozer, and then runs down John Cena. This, of course, brings Randy Orton out. Edge babbles a little bit more and then gets nailed with an RKO by Randy Orton and gets left right in the middle of the ring. So uh, it sets up our main event for tonight, which is going to be Cena and Orton against Sheamus and Edge in a tag team match, which I don't know about you, but that kind of feels a little cliche. And I think it's because they rushed booking the main event for Fatal 4-Way last week that this is where they kind of ended up going is with that generic faces versus heels tag team match. But as we can see a little bit later, they didn't quite turn out to be Cena and Orton against Sheamus and Edge, though. That is true, and and I like how they kind of set that up to a degree, but I think you're right. It was kind of cliched. You know, you've got the heels versus the faces in this this uh, this main event, and uh, I, I kind of agree, basically, with you. Basically, yeah. And then basically, we get to our next segment. It's uh, Ashton Kutcher uh, making his GM, or not GM, but a guest host debut. Uh, he's talking about his little feud he has with Zack Ryder on Twitter, as I guess they're going back and forth, and it's all about uh, Ashton Kutcher's new movie. And he says he's going to put Zack Ryder, or put a hit on Zack Ryder tonight. And that starts a series of segments that go on throughout the rest of the night, where Zack's going around in the back trying to figure out who's the hit and who's going to jump him. And he's interviewing people like Randy Orton, which basically sets up um, what I was talking about earlier, the replacement for Orton in the match, because as soon as Zack Ryder is done asking Orton if he's the hit, Edge appears out of his dressing room and slams the door right into Orton's arm, re-injuring the separated shoulder, and that makes it basically Cena and your question mark, mystery partner, against Sheamus and Edge Knight, and that is actually your true setup for the main event. So, like we said earlier, it was a nice setup at the beginning. It kind of came out a little cliched from what they did last week, but they did, they did a nice swerve and a nice turn. So we got ourselves a pretty interesting main event out of it. Absolutely. And there was quite the upset tonight on Raw as well. Indeed. And uh, because of actually a couple of upsets, but because of them, uh, we have the official word from the chat room that tonight is actually called Monday Night Row in honor that it was basically built around Ring of Honor stars in both Daniel Bryan and Evan Bourne, who turned out to be John Cena's tag team partner. Yeah, I read that earlier. You guys were talking a lot about that. But uh, I was specifically speaking of uh, one Chris Jericho and one R-Truth. Indeed, that was actually a um, pretty nice upset. That was actually our first title, of the, or not title, um, our match of the night. It was non-title, so I was actually trying to say. Uh, Chris Jericho goes up against the new United States champion, R-Truth, and uh, the match finish was pretty well done. Uh, Jericho goes for the walls of Jericho, and R-Truth reverses it into a small package and gets a clean win. And I don't know about you, but the face Jericho made selling that after the match was just priceless. I mean, the blank look on his face like, what the hell just happened to me, sold that finish perfectly. And it continues to elevate R-Truth as new U.S. champion. And uh, we made a point about this last week that WWE is looking to push a couple of black wrestlers, and we got R-Truth, the U.S. champion, Kofi Kingston, the Intercontinental champion, and this is further solidifies it, and it was a hell of a rub for R-Truth tonight. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at what's going on with Chris Jericho in the, in the recent months, I mean, 
He's been beaten by uh, Heath Slater on NXT. He's now being beaten by the uh, the reigning United States champion. And you're absolutely right. I mean, they are looking for the next African-American star to, to push. And, I mean, there's a race going on. And i got to be honest, having R-Truth on Raw, I think he's doing a, a fantastic job. I like the fact that he's the U, the new United States champion. And, you know, if you uh, take in, in effect the wisdom of my three-year-old daughter, Alexis, who uh, it's just been me and her this week by ourselves, quite frankly. It's been a nice week. But the two of us have kind of, you know, hung around the house this past week. And, of course, she wanted to sit down and watch Monday Night Raw with me. And you can really tell when somebody's over because uh, Alexis has, has got her finger on the cusp of the next big thing in professional wrestling. And for her to dance around and shout to me what's up every time R-Truth comes around kind of tells me that R-Truth is getting over with the kids. And I think he's going to be uh, probably the star that they're looking for. Definitely. Um, when he comes out and does that rap, everyone gets into it. Um, he has great fan interaction with the people in the front row. He gives them the microphone, and they get to say what's up. So he's definitely making that connection to the kids and the audience. And uh, who knows, if he continues that down that path, um, truth be told, no pun intended, he might actually become the next John Cena. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's possible. You know, it's a probability, basically. But uh, I don't know. I mean, basically, I think he's going to be a major coup for Monday Night Raw. I think he's going to be one of the big stars that develops over the course of the year. So, uh, to all you R Truth fans out there, what's up? And you know, my personal opinion: if they wanted a black scene, they should have just went with Darren Young. That's just my opinion. Well, there you go. And CJ in the chat uh, basically made a point that I made to him earlier, and uh, so I'll put this over for you, CJ, that it might be a mistake to uh, have WWE push all these black guys because SmackDown's not on UPN anymore. Oh. So do you come here often? Because if you do, I'll walk on the other side of the street, CJ. Wow. What's up? <laughs> And moving right along from that comment before FCC invades the Internet and fires us, uh, we have a mixed tag team match, uh, this time between Santino Morella and the Divas champion, Eve Torres, against Maurice and William Regal. And I didn't exactly understand this match. I mean, I could understand Maurice and Eve Torres being in it because they're in the middle of a feud, but to have Santino and Regal, of all people, paired up didn't really make sense until I saw the finish where Kozlov basically turned face basically choke-slamming Regal to the mat and basically giving Santino and Eve the win, basically. Is that why I kept seeing Hale Kozlov in my chat room earlier? I mean, I, that's got to have something to do with it, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Um, as soon as that happened, our chat room exploded. Uh, I know I basically marked out like a little schoolgirl. So, I mean, Kozlov has done some very nice skits with the uh, guest hosts in the past, Uh so turning him face was a great decision, and the reaction he got from choke slamming Regal was actually a lot bigger than I expected it to be. So this might actually work out for uh, for Kozlov. I could, uh, you know what? I think Santino and Kozlov would be an interesting uh, little mix, you know, with Kozlov being the power of the team and Santo, uh, Santo, Santino being the uh, the comic relief of it. And, and I thought it was really funny when he said that. Uh, Oh, what was it he said? Again, something about uh, 
that Eve Torres would want to make love to you if you were his tag team partner, and then Eve's like, what? Uh, I thought that was hilarious, to be quite honest, Josh. That was absolutely hilarious, and I'm surprised they said that on a, a PG rating because that, you know, kind of stepping on the border. So I was kind of taken back by the comment that uh, that Santino made, but they covered up nicely. It was a pretty nice comedy spot, and got a chuckle out of me as well. So great job to Santino tonight, and Santino and Kozlov, that's going to be an amazing team as far as comedy goes. Well, Josh, before we go any further, I do believe uh, joining us on the line... He is the host of Wrestling News Live. Ladies and gentlemen, the Trey Dog has invaded his own show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, the Trey Dog has entered the building. What's going on tonight, Trey? Happy Memorial Day, my friend. It's just been a busy, busy day. A long day. And let me start off by saying that good friends are good to have. But anytime you use a friend, expect them to use you back in return. And what I mean by that is, Whenever you say the words, hey, man, I need a favor, be willing at any time for those words to be returned on you to where you have to do something you don't want to do, but if you owe them a favor, you have to go through with it. Absolutely. And today was an example. I was driving through town in my new Jeep. And I've got a crack in my passenger windshield. It's just a, a crack that, you know, I plan to get fixed eventually. But when you replace a motor part by part, you eventually run out of fundage, you know, especially a Jeep motor. But i got everything running smooth. The thing runs like a million bucks, like it's brand new off the lot. But I've got a crack in my windshield, and that's the next thing on my list to fix after I tagged it and titled it and got insurance on Thursday of last week. That was a whopping $250 expenditure right there. So right a little rough fundage, I thought, well, I'll wait and get the uh, windshield fixed later. Well, I got pulled over today. <laughs> Happy Memorial and I'm Day. Sitting there, I'm sitting there, and I'm one of those guys, I don't wait for the cop to come to the car. I just open the door and stand there. And he walks up and he goes, he must have seen the look on my face, because he goes, I bet you're wondering why I pulled you over. And I said, man, i I got to be honest with you. Generally, when I get pulled over, I know exactly why I got pulled over. But you have got me clueless. And he said, well, your windshield is illegal. And I said, well, that's a new one on me, officer, an illegal windshield. Could you explain that to me? And he said, yeah, if you have a crack of six inches or more in the line of sight of you or your passenger, it's an illegal windshield. So he pulls me over for that. And like I just told you guys, I got insurance on Thursday. 
Well, when I get insurance up until January of this year, thanks to my good old DUI from almost three years ago, I have to send a piece of paper from the insurance company to the state letting them know that I'm now driving a vehicle and that I've got insurance. Well, I'm guessing that due to the uh, good old Labor Day weekend, my insurance agent forgot to send the state of Missouri that piece of paper. Oh, no. So that means my license shows up as suspended, which is not the case. I mean, technically, yes, but technically, no. It's a paperwork issue. And this is like the third or fourth time it's happened because the insurance company always forgets to send the fucking SR-22 fax. They always forget. No matter what company you've been with, the little lizard, the annoying bitch on the commercial, you name the company, they have forgot to send the piece of paper. And I don't know that until I get pulled over and they go, oh, your license is suspended. Oh, well, technically it's not, and I'll tell you why. And usually they let you go and they go, get it taken care of. Well, this guy today wrote me a $300 ticket. Now, the cool thing about it was is he could have impounded my vehicle and put me in jail. But because apparently I dated his sister in high school, I got off without going to jail today. Wow. I don't remember dating his sister, but, hey, he said he remembered me from high school, so I just grinned and said, thank you very much. But uh, I called my friend John, who's also my mechanic, and said, hey, man, I need you to come drive my truck home because the cop said he didn't want to see me driving, and he's actually sitting down there waiting for me to pull out. So John picks me up on his way to go to Tulsa to pick up a swimming pool. He says, you get to ride with me while I can pick up my swimming pool. I said, okay, no problem. This is at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm thinking, no big deal, right? Well, now he neglects to tell me that the pool is already up in somebody else's backyard. Sounds about right. Pool of water. I was under the impression we were going to a pool place to pick up something in a box. But no, we get there. And it's an elderly woman who is no help whatsoever. And John and I get in the backyard with his wife, and the three of us completely take apart a swimming pool. Like a legit swimming pool, the expensive above-ground kind. Right. And it dawns on me that it's getting late. And I say, what time is it? Oh, it's 9 o'clock. I'm like, great, there's no way I'm going to be home in time to do the show at 10.30. But let me tell you, hell no. I'd no longer be their friend. <laughs> Wisdom from the trade dog, ladies and gentlemen. Wisdom I, from the trade I am, dog. I am so serious. I'm covered in mud. You know, I miss Raw. All because I thought we were just going to run to Tulsa and pick up a, a pool in a box. We'd be home within what normally it takes 45 minutes to drive from to Tulsa. So, there you have it. I was misled. Wow. Well, we were just so running. Yeah, it's, been a long, it's been a long day. Yeah, it sounds like it. We were just running down raw right before you, uh, you joined us, me and my, uh, well, me and Josh Pedra, of course. And basically, all you missed tonight was Ashton Kutcher. And uh, I kind of think he did a, a decent job. 
we got to the first match of the night with Chris Jericho and R-Truth, and R-Truth basically pulled out an upset victory over Chris Jericho. And the topic we were discussing right before you joined us was that Jericho's kind of gone through a lot in the last little bit when you think about it. He, he lost to a rookie on NXT and Heath Slater. Uh, you know, he lost tonight to R-Truth. And I kind of think they've got a gimmick change in the works for Jericho. I mean, he's still, when you think about it, uh, he recently did a house show, in fact, in New Orleans and threw out a, uh, a Katrina reference. And it got him slapped and, you know, got some people thrown out of the arena. So uh, I don't know what's going on with Jericho, but, I mean, he's definitely on the downslide if that's the gimmick that they're going with or what they're trying to work with him. But uh, it's interesting, nonetheless. Having having himself a good run of bad luck, you say? Pretty much. Pretty much. Hey, I don't know if they're going to change him. When they start using people as enhancement talent, it's usually either them out the door or a repackage. And with Jericho using the same old gimmick, since, God, before WrestleMania 25, I think it's time for a repackage, so I think that's what we're getting here. Well, I don't know if he's going to be repackaged or not, but, you know, that should tell you how boring a lot of things have been because he's, like you said, been doing it since before WrestleMania, since the, uh, you know, old farts started coming back, and he's just... I like Jericho, but I've never been a big fan of this new role or this new gimmick. Well, a lot of people love it. I, I just always been kind of one of those whatever deals to me. I don't know. I, you know what? I kind of enjoy the gimmick that he's got. I I like the fact that he's more psychological now. Uh, you know, he he got his role basically from watching some serial killer uh, movies and stuff, and decided to kind of go with a more psychological gimmick than. You know, the Y2J of old, and I kind of like it, but it might be refreshing uh, to see some sort of a change, to see perhaps Jericho turn face at some point down down the line and kind of go back to being uh, the fun-loving Y2J that we all remember. Well, basically, that's a good I point. don't know. I mean, he's come so far as, like, kind of like, maybe a bad example, I'll just say Edge, you know, has been... I'm such a great heel for so long now that you don't see him doing anything else. But, you know, if you remember back when Jericho came back and they knew him as a baby face and it just didn't work out, you know, he's, he's too good of a heel. But, uh, depending on who he's working with, he might be able to pull something off. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to them trying something. That's a good point. Yeah. So Josh, uh, continuing on with the, with the, uh, the rundown for Raw tonight. We have a, um, a pretty unique segment that came up. Uh, Bret Hart comes out and announces that next week we are going to have ourselves a WWE Super Show as all the wrestlers from Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown will be there in attendance. And it's also going to be, not only that, a three-hour Raw event. And not only that, it's going to be fan participation. And... Uh, they kind of touched on it a little bit. Then Ted DiBiase and Virgil came out to interrupt Bret Hart. And DiBiase says that everyone has a price, including Bret Hart, and he is offering to make all of his problems go away. And he said to Bret Hart, just name your price. Of course, that doesn't work out too well. Um, as Ashton Kutcher basically comes back on the screen and interrupts that and then reiterates the fan participation by calling next Monday night a viewer's choice show which is basically your Taboo Tuesday slash Cyber Sunday pay-per-view 
for free on Monday Night Raw. And just when we thought the segment was done, we all get a nice treat and hear no chance in hell over the PA speakers, and Vince McMahon himself comes walking out down to the ring and uh, gets in the ring, starts talking with Bret Hart about WrestleMania, saying that he get all the aggression out, and takes a couple shots here and there. But the best part of the segment, though, is when Vince McMahon came out and said, let's hear it for Vince McMahon, and the entire arena just blew the roof off the place. Then he goes, let's hear it for Bret Hart, and the reaction was about half of that. Wow. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, they, they didn't exactly uh, cater to Bret Hart too much until Vince McMahon went into heel promo mode. Then they kind of uh, got back behind Bret Hart. Uh, but basically, Vince McMahon came out and just wanted to wish Bret Hart the best of luck as the Raw general manager. And that ended the segment. But they got over the point that next week is going to be kind of like your Taboo Tuesday. Fans choose the matches, stipulations, thing for Monday Night Raw. They have all the uh, the rosters there, so... It's going to be an interesting show next week, but it was even more interesting to hear that crowd reaction with Vince. Well, you know, weren't they in Austin tonight, Austin, Texas? Yep. Okay, well, see, they don't really like Bret Hart in Texas, so there you go. Well, that is true. That is Shawn Michaels. That's kind of a taboo year for them. Well, I mean, that's Shawn Michaels' territory. You know, San Antonio is not very far away from Austin. No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, just like... uh, uh, 1997 is sore with the Canadian people in Canada. It's just as equally sore when you see a Canadian by the name of Bret Hart in the state of Texas. So that's more than likely the uh, the reason why Vince McMahon was so over. Even as the heel, you could hear the people cheering Vince McMahon more than Bret Hart tonight. Speaking of Montreal, I know there's something we got to talk about later on in the show, but there was quite the Montreal screw job last night because Unforgiven actually took place in Montreal. So. But we'll talk about that later on the program. <laughs> Continue on with the Raw recap. <laughs> uh, and next up, uh, and this is something that you're going to love, Trey, is that at the beginning of the program, just before I get into the match, um, Ashton Kutcher announced that they have given a one-night contract to Daniel Bryan. And he's utilizing that contract for a match against The Miz, which actually is our next match. And this match was... Kind of on the short side, it was about a little three-minute match, but basically what happened was uh, Daniel Bryan went for Chris Benoit's crippler crossface. Miz tried to reverse it, and Daniel Bryan reversed the reversal into a roll-up pin and got the three count. And Michael Cole, of course, was selling it completely on the, uh, the announced team. And after the match, they kind of brawled around ringside where... Miz got the upper hand and basically shoved Daniel Bryan right in Nicole's face, forcing him to try and apologize. Well, that didn't work out too well because Daniel Bryan took the Miz and launched him over the announce table right into Michael Cole's lap. And that has got to be the highlight of the entire night for me right there because, of course, I am a robot. Well, you know, i got to be honest. I know there was a lot of people, and I know there's a lot of people that listen to this show uh, and a lot of other shows on this network that really, you know, just – Love Brian Danielson, and and I know that there's there was literally uh you know cleanup on aisle and on Monday Night Raw tonight. But I, I got to be honest, I was disappointed with what I saw in Daniel Bryan tonight, and I'm not blaming him personally, but I was not happy with the match. I mean, it 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 really failed to deliver anything other than him throwing the Miz into Michael Cole, and to me, it was very disappointing. Yeah, the match itself was uh, 
not all that great. I mean, like I said, it was only about a three-minute match. Uh, it was afterwards, the brawling and Michael Cole getting speared by uh, a launched Miz uh, that really sold the entire storyline there. So, yeah, the match was nothing really to sneeze at. As a matter of fact, it was very sloppy. There was a lot of kicks in it, a little bit uh, of a too-much fast-paced action going on. Um, so it didn't really feel like it had that WWE style to it. It kind of felt like a fast-paced indie match that was just thrown together at the last minute. But the storyline itself was what really shined here. And next up? Um, next up, um, we had the Uso brothers in the ring. Uh, they basically were talking about their past, um, how they were disrespected as a family in wrestling, unlike the Hearts. And, of course, this prompted the Hart Dynasty to come out and beat them down, leave them playing in the ring. And that pretty much ended that segment. Um, but the Hart Dynasty, actually, I take that back, didn't get beat down. It was actually the Uso brothers beat the Hart Dynasty down. They tried to jump the Uso brothers, but it backfired on them. And all I can say on that segment was the hype that Tamina got on that, uh, that splash was, was actually higher than either the Uso brothers themselves. And... Did her father proud with that big splash? Well, yeah, she did get height on that uh, on that superfice splash. But the thing that kind of bothered me is it looked extremely stiff as she came down. The landing wasn't exactly uh, where it should have been. And I think Natty might have uh, might have legit had the wind knocked out of her. Uh, the only thing with this segment, I really enjoyed the Usos coming out and cutting the promo. I like the fact that they're playing this up from the fact that basically their family. The whole Samoan family has been disrespected in the business. Uh, I know Tamina brought up the fact that Superfly Snuka was owing that he never really, you know, got any big props other than being uh, one of the fan favorites in the Federation. He never really went anywhere. I mean, he was the first. You, you go back and you look at past WrestleManias. Uh, he was fodder for the Undertaker upon the Undertaker's first WrestleMania. I mean, he was the first uh, official, you know, guy in Undertaker's streak. So I can understand where she's coming from with that. Uh, but the Usos really didn't make any reference to any other family members, which is funny because their father is Rikishi. And I don't know which one it is, but one of the Usos looks exactly like him in the face. I mean, they're twins, but one looks more so like their father than the other does. And I'm actually excited to see what these guys are going to bring to the table. I'm glad to see that they're finally bringing tag teams back into this especially tag teams with a rich family history. When you go back and you look at the uh, the history of the Usos and what they have in this business, I mean, you've got Yokozuna, you've got the Samoan SWAT team, uh, you know, even, you've even got The Rock. So, I mean, there's a lot of family heritage. And to, a, to an extent, I agreed with that promo. And I like the fact that the Hart Dynasty went out there, but the Usos got the better of them because I think this is going to be a really good rivalry that's going to going to go somewhere over these unified tag belts, and thank God we're finally getting away from two mid-card guys or two main event guys becoming the tag team champions. Well, and what's really funny is that, you know, you bring up Jimmy Superfly Snuka, you know, his family tied to all this, and it's sad, but to a generation watching wrestling now, he may only be known for the guy that got hit with the coconut, you know? I mean, a lot of these people don't know who he is that watch wrestling today. Um, Rikishi's still alive, yes? Uh, yeah, in fact, he yeah. was recently on that uh, Hulk Hogan Australian tour last year. 
And he's, I thought so. He'd be, it might be good to bring him back for a little bit just to, to play off of the, the kids and, you know, managerial-type role maybe. Who knows? Well, you know, I'm sure that they could work that out. I, if you wanted to go that route, I'd even like to see Jim Neidhart come out and maybe manage uh, the Hart Dynasty for a brief time. You know, granted, I don't think Jim Neidhart is the greatest wrestler that ever lived, but uh, definitely a good mouthpiece. Oh, yeah. Definitely be good for Natty definitely. to have her dad there for a while. You know, Brett's yeah, too busy at this with point, being the general manager. He would be good for as a mouthpiece because um, if you saw his last appearance on TNA Impact, he packed on quite a few pounds. Now, when you're retired and you live in Florida, I mean, yeah, what else do you do? I mean, that's that's the way of the business. You you get old, you get fat. Oh, damn. Ouch. Wow. <laughs> Say that out loud. <laughs> My phone is going to be ringing any minute now. Way to go, buddy. Way to go. Ooh. Trying to sell. We do have what he said in pay-per-view we got to discuss later tonight as well. Yeah, we do, and we shall. <laughs> Whew, on that note, moving on. My foot hurt. My foot hurt. <laughs> Tried to follow that. Um, <laughs> uh, we get another promo. After the Uso Brothers one with Zack Ryder, it's about time we find out who Ashton Kutcher put the hit on him for. And uh, first it was Jerry Lawler who comes to the ring with a chair. Then Ashton plays up the fact that it's not Jerry Lawler. Then the great colleague comes out, and, of course, the crowd gives him the biggest reaction. And, of course, he's not the one who has the hit on Zack Ryder. Then Goldust comes out. And, of course, we can see where this is going now because Goldust is not the one who... Uh, who doesn't have the hit. So the question is, who actually does? Well, Alicia Fox basically cuts a little bit of a promo, hands the microphone back to Zack Ryder, who um, intentionally drops it. They both go to pick it up at the same time, and Alicia Fox steals a move out of Booker T's playbook and hits the axe kick, revealing herself as the hit. And I don't know about you, but I kind of wish it was the great colleague after seeing that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Something about the great colleague. When they changed his music to that everybody loves him now. I don't get it. It's because he's the Punjabi playboy, Trey. The girls you love Great Khali. Is he going back to Punjabi? <laughs> he's got that Punjabi Punani lining up. I mean, you have no idea the superstar that he is in India. I mean, he is the Hulk Hogan of India. Like, I understand that. I understand that. But recently he lost his smile. And said that he was going to go find himself. And he was going to take some time off and go back to Punjabi. And then he's never left. I mean, he's still over in India. He's so over in India that, you know, like most rock stars, you know, they get underwear thrown at them. They actually throw pussy at the Great Khali. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. He did go to India. He went there for about, I think, two weeks. He went back to India, and he was supposed to do an appearance over there. And he no-showed it. And they literally broke out in a riot because of it. And that's the last I think we saw of uh, Great Collie in India. He was back on Monday Night Raw two weeks later. So I think the, uh, the country of India kind of gave him the boot after they, he no-showed his own appearance. Well, let's go off Sanjay Dutt. That's right. This is true. The play from the Himalaya. And with that being said, this brings us to our main event of this evening. And as you recall earlier, John Cena's partner, Randy Orton, was taken out by Edge. And 
to play up with the fact that Edge was attacking Evan Bourne at the top of Monday Night Raw. John Cena selects him as his new tag team partner. So we have John Cena and Evan Bourne against Edge and Sheamus. And my God, was the crowd hot for this match. I mean, I haven't heard a crowd pop like that on a Monday Night Raw in a very long time. And of course, um, John Cena hit a very unique attitude adjustment, or FU, whatever you want to call it these days, on Sheamus, he kind of spun him 180 degrees, get him in place for the shooting star press. And if you thought Evan Bourne's shooting star press before was impressive, I think he hit his best one ever tonight on Sheamus. And tonight, Evan Bourne went over like nobody else. Tonight was Evan Bourne's time to shine, and it clearly got the uh, the biggest rub he could from John Cena. So that ended your Monday Night Raw for tonight with... One hell of a match and almost pay-per-view quality. And is it me or is Monday Night Raw really putting on a lot of pay-per-view quality matches as of late? You know what? They are. And like I said, I thought tonight was a really good show. I like the fact that they swerved us and put Evan Bourne in the main event with Cena, which I kind of saw coming a mile away when they opened the show with Edge beating the holy shit out of Evan Bourne in the ring and then cutting a shitty promo. Uh, To me, it was very predictable they were going to go that route, but it's nice to see Evan Bourne kind of... uh, go somewhere on this card, because for the longest time, he's been stuck in mid-card hell or, you know, jobber purgatory or, you know, whatever reference you'd want to basically call that. And by the way, we are saying basically a lot. Apparently, we're playing a drinking game in the chat room, Trey. Basically. Basically. Everybody's fucked up right about uh, Someone in the chat by the name of Samoa Joan said that I used the word basically too much in my raw recaps and that they should take a drink every time I say the word basically. So we're trying to get some people in the hospital with alcohol poisoning tonight. That's our goal. Well, basically, if you drink enough, you might find yourself in a vaginal situation. Basically. Basically, Basically, we hope it's not with Jenna Jameson. Oh. Oh. Well, Josh, is there anything else you want to pimp out before we kind of take our first commercial break of the night? Um, the letter grade for Raw tonight, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tonight, I am giving Raw an F. An F? What? Yeah, of course. What you F talking about, white boy? Fantastic. And, of course, Trey, JJ's not the only one who can swerve you now, is he? Oh. Pum, pum, pum. On a serious note, though, I give Raw an A- minus tonight. Are you trying to piss me off? <laughs> Don't you know he just basically. got a $300 ticket? I mean, basically, that's the good way to piss me off, is to remind me of JJ's swerve and run. And we'll talk more about that coming up later on as well. Oh, so you do you all think A-minus from you guys, too, or what would your letter grades be? I would just give it an A. Not an A-minus, not an A-plus. A it's kind of stuck in the middle. I thought it was a good show. I said this at the start of the show. I kind of feel like... Aston Kutcher did a very good job as a guest GM. You know, he wasn't out there having matches with people. He wasn't doing stupid shit. I mean, I know the segment, you know, people didn't really like where he brought out everybody on the hit. I, I kind of thought that was lame to some degree. But aside from that, I mean, the fact they built that up all day between Zack Ryder and Ashton Kutcher on Twitter, uh, to me, was funny because they're really playing out. You know, even though Michael Cole likes to, you know, crack shit about the Internet wrestling community, they're really trying to utilize the internet wrestling community with what they've been doing for about the last six months. So, despite their constant bitching about it, they know that it's effective. Uh, that's what I was trying to get across to you know TNA last week was 
you know, of all companies, the WWE is lending themselves more to the internet wrestling community than TNA is, and TNA needs to, you know, jump on that while it's hot and, you know, not be accused of ripping off the WWE in other aspects. Because the WWE really is reaching out to the internet fan. They really are. They prove it more and more each month. My yes, lower grade is, my basically, my lower grade is a basic incomplete. Because I haven't watched it yet. And that's, that's a fair judgment. Indeed. So, but tomorrow night on Unplugged, I will have my raw, my raw grade. So, you'll, you'll get my raw grade tomorrow night. Are you going to join me for the Red Dead Redemption review? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. Yeah, that's going to be fun tomorrow night on Unplugged. It's going to be a good time. I'm planning on being there for as much as possible. Oh, sounds good. All right, Josh, you want to pimp anything out? Yeah, I'll pimp one thing out because if I don't, Carly will fire me. Of course, the Raw Recap is brought to you by the Wrestling Den. The column you can see every Tuesday on from headlocks2headlines.com, the official news source of the Sunday Night Showdown radio network. There you go, Carly. What's the, uh, what's the upcoming column going to be about this week? I haven't decided yet. I basically write those on the fly these days. Ah, so, so you just a little bit of computer and the magic happens. That's what happens. I sit here and I stare at a blank page in Microsoft Word. I'm like, what can I write about this week? And it just comes to me. Oh, it's like magic. I think it should be a column. Right. Basically, that should be all that's written, is basically. The whole column is say basically. And he sits down and he, and he basically asks himself, what would the trade on do? And he just follows his heart. There you go. WWTD. D. D. <laughs> and by the way, before we let you go, congratulations on your successful J- uh, your Intercontinental title defense, which you've renamed the uh, JC title. Uh, thank you very much. And this is actually a unique fact about the E-Fed. Did you know that I am still the first ever Intercontinental champion, and I am the only champion in the Fed right now that hasn't lost his belt yet? Yeah. You keep talking shit, and I like to turn my attention to you. That's fine. You can come at you whenever you want. I'll just add your name to the list, buddy. But then I'm sure JJ would find a way of screwing me from behind again on another pay per view. So that's okay because okay. I'm happy with the way. I'm just so happy with the way things ended last night that it doesn't matter. Well, I'll make a deal with you, Trey. You see, I seemed to pissed off Psycho Siciliano earlier tonight. So if you provide me with enough cannolis to keep him at bay, I'll give you a title shot. All right, I may take you up on that down the road. I do have a lot of things planned for the future. Let's say I, the, the trade dog has a lot of irons on the old E-Fed fire coming up. Sounds cool. All right, we're going to take our first commercial break of the evening. We'll come back, take your phone calls, talk some E-Fed, and basically open the program up to you, the listeners. So uh, with that said, we'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right here. Hey, this is Santo Loco, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live. The following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a porn star. 
Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend, Jenna Jameson? Well, he probably tried to fuck her. It was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway, and he just said, What the fuck? Where have you been? Slap! <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back when he said, You know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon. I mean, how can you, in all honesty, be a person not in the porn industry married to a porn star and be okay with it? <laughs> You know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy, and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to... And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. <laughs> you're having tea. She's getting tea bagged. <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. What it comes down to is being the best. We talked about mind games. You talked about physicality. Look for the authentic wear label on the shirt. Sold only at www.shop.com and at all WWE live events. Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNA Video Vault. TNA Video Vault gives you access to over 300 hours of TNA programming, including every pay-per-view and DVD ever released, as well as other exclusive TNA programs. Get unlimited viewing access for as little as $4.17 per month. Go to TNAVideoVault.com to get started today. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 6, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of Pro Wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present, such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Monday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Me, Climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling. www.audiowrestling.com And check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling. Keeping you tuned in since 1996. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain, and I'm on planet Jared right now, listening to Wrestling News Live. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Wrestling News Live. And now, here are your hosts, The Trey Dog and JJ Sexay of SundayNightShowdown.com. You can't see me, but time is down. You can't or fell off, I'm still hot, knock your shell off. My money stacked bad, plus I can't turn the swell off. Franchise doing big business, I live in... All right, guys, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live, myself and The Trey Dog. Kind of keeping uh, your Memorial Day down with all the knowledge of what went down on Monday Night Raw. Of course, there's a lot of news that we want to discuss here in a little bit. We're going to open the phone lines here momentarily. Trey Dog, are you still with me, my friend? I am. I was just marveling over the fact that that is our new SNS World Heavyweight Champion kicking off the commercial break. Well, you know, I kind of felt like that was what we needed to have uh, for this commercial break. And, uh, yeah, for those of you who didn't catch the EFED pay-per-view last night, Unforgiven, or today actually uh, would be more appropriate since I had it uploaded to the server and everything by about 2 o'clock this morning. Uh, definitely something worth checking out. It's a huge file. It's over two hours long. Lots of uh, lots of content. And I, I have to say this is probably the best EFED pay-per-view that we have done or that I have done uh, since the inception of doing the EFED. From a creativity standpoint and you know, getting everything done, it was very, very impressive. So my hat is off to you on all your hard work on that. But uh, lots of things happened on this EFED pay-per-view. I mean, you look at it, we, oh, have, yeah. we have four championships, and three of those championships changed hands last night. Yes, they did. New champions were crowned. Even a former oh, champion was crowned. Oh, overall it was great. Uh, we even had a Montreal screw job. So just a lot of great things happened on this show last night. And if, if you're not familiar with uh, what we do with the EFED, uh, we actually have, uh, if you go on YouTube and look up Showdown C Wrestling, uh, you'll actually find my page. Definitely go in, check that out, subscribe if you're not a subscriber, and uh, watch everything that we've done since the beginning of the year, because I guarantee you, you'll be very entertained with what you see. And again, it's it's based on uh, listener participation. Everyone who is involved in the EFED uh, is a listener of any of the shows we have on the SNS Radio Network. And it's really cool how it all goes about. Like, if you don't know, for those of you who might be new, uh, the listeners at the beginning of the year and throughout the year, they have uh, sent JJ an email describing how they want their created wrestler to look. And, you know, size-wise, you know, name, finishing move, what have you. And uh, when he gets time to implement them into the E-Fed and put them on the roster, he does. And we've got a pretty good roster going right now. I've seen them in months and months and months, and they don't return emails or, or whatever. But, uh, you know, those people, we've basically added new people. So there was a lot of debuts last night, or at least a few debuts. So, you know, I'm looking forward to what the future holds with this, uh, this E-Fed. A lot of people thought that... Uh, this was going to fail from the get-go, but uh, for being free and for doing everything we do with it, I think it's a, it's a roaring success. I would have to agree. Do you want to go through some of the uh, you know important things that happened on the uh, Holy Fed review? Yeah, well, we had in our main event, it was supposed to be uh, the Angel of Osriel taking on the, uh, the champion, Mike Siciliano, for the World Heavyweight Championship. And uh, some interesting developments happened early on as... Uh, the Angel of Azrael has had a, a problem as of late with uh, with a newcomer to the Fed named uh, Father Azizel, who is uh, basically a cross between the Undertaker and an evil clown. And uh, during or right before that match even started, he jumped the Angel of Azrael 
and uh, tried to take him out. Of course, Mike Siciliano uh, capitalized on the fact that, you know, the Angel had already been beaten down, basically, and made quick work of the Angel and retained his title. However, he decided <coughs> to uh, to continue jawjacking and uh, rubbing it in the face of the Angel of Azrael. And uh, I, I do believe that the Trey Dog took it upon himself to attack Psycho Siciliano from behind. Couldn't do it face-to-face. Had to do it from behind. And then proceed to kick him on the ground. Kick him on the ground and hit him with the sweet chin music, allowing Dusty Rhodes and Santo Loco, because at this point I had left the arena. I was done for the night. I had things to take care of. I left after your match, which we'll get to momentarily. But when all is said and done, (laughs) you call it whatever you want, buddy. But uh, Dusty Rhodes basically allowed Santo Loco to cash in his money in the bank uh, briefcase and uh, boom shakalaka, your new champion, Santo Loco. So this is how it goes down. Now, I've been hearing all day from not just one person, but from several people, the old psycho Siciliano's jaw jacking, which is what he does best, running his mouth. Down here in the South, we have a saying called diarrhea of the mouth, which is what this guy's had for about six months now. Well, I told you, Mike, I told you on this show that it may not be my match. It may end up not even having anything to do with me. But I would get my revenge. And then I'm told today by several people that he goes on this Facebook page crying, 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 boo-hooing about how he got screwed and how he never needs any help in his matches, but we always have to gang up to beat him. Let me explain something to you, fat boy. You've had help in every match you've been in. Now, it doesn't matter if you knew whether or not J.J. Sexay was going to screw me not once but twice, but he did. And that's the bottom line, and he helped you win your match against me for the heavyweight title, and I had you beat. You know I had you beat, and he had to interfere to keep the title on your fat waist. I'm assuming because he didn't have the money to get a new belt that would fit around mine after you stretched this one out. So don't go right in your mouth telling people that you handle your business one-on-one. You haven't had a single match in this ESED that you've handled on your own. And until that day comes... Just keep running your mouth, and I'll keep putting my brand new size 10 foot right down your chops and shutting you up the only way I know how. And that's by making you eat my boot every time you open your mouth. I'll be there to shut you up. Next. Wow. Trey is alive tonight. So I guess since you're in a in a mood, and we, we should probably go ahead and address this, but uh, you actually had a match with uh, the Canadian Horseman. And, uh, you know, I I don't know if it's just me, you know, my old age, my forgetfulness coming in. But, uh, you know, you guys started things off and, you know, you took it outside the ring and decided to get victory by jumping your ass back into the ring. No, no, no. I decided to follow the rules of the wrestling match. I followed the rules of a standardized, sanctioned SNS wrestling match. I did what I was supposed to do as a wrestler in a wrestling match. Now, before you start putting funny toppings on this pizza that you're trying to sell us, 
You're the one, for the second time, might I add, who has found to interfere in my business. And if you think that Siciliano has me distracted, you're sadly mistaken. But you wouldn't know that because you don't hang around long enough after screwing me from behind to find out what I might do to you. But since you are the commissioner and you make the rules, you keep playing the music, Mariachi, and this little monkey will keep dancing. But I tell you what, you are getting on the end of my list, and nothing good ever happens when somebody gets to the end of my list. Ask Mr. Siciliano when he gets his jaw unwired and can talk again. Anyway, like I was saying, you decided to uh, take the match to the outside and you wanted to win the cheap way. So I came down to ringside and announced this match was not going to have any countouts. The match would be restarted. I wanted a definitive victory or a decisive decision. Okay, okay. Then by your standards, by my, and I'll play with you here, by by your standards of me wanting a cheap win of jumping back in the ring to, to beat a chin count from outside the ring, then by your standards, the horseman using an illegal object on me to get a cheap win, that doesn't count? Well, now, see, that's my fault. That's my fault. Like I said, I'm getting a little old and obviously a little senile. <coughs> Bullshit. But uh, what happened was I basically forgot to say yeah. that it was, it was a no count out, no disqualification uh, falls count anywhere match, and unfortunately, uh, I didn't say that the first time out. So again, that was my fault. I take full responsibility. And you know, granted, the horseman's got a reason to to feel good tonight because he actually beat you in about two minutes. So I mean, what does that say about you, yeah, Mister? After 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 you started the match, disqualifying not one victory but two victories from me. On the same card, on the same night, in the same match. It wasn't. It wasn't a you know who gets the third fall wins match. No, but, but you know what? You 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 you. I tell you what. You're boss for now. And if you think that position is safe, keep trying me because. For every person you think you know, I know two more that are a lot more powerful than the ones you know. But you keep pushing those buttons, and you keep screwing me every time I turn around in every match I've had since I came to the E-Fed. You just keep playing that tune, and we'll see how it ends up. Are you through? Okay, good. Anyway, you've heard... uh, I mean, if I wasn't through, if I wasn't through... Then you'd just hang up on me, or you'd probably just do like you did last night and get in your car and leave. I had family bits of Trey. That's why I left Dusty in charge. And, you know, because quite frankly, you know, at the end of the day. Turned out all, turned out all right for the rest of you said the minute you left. Yeah, maybe it did. Maybe it did. But anyway, Trey, I think we're going to open up those phone lines. And I want to congratulate everyone who uh, put forth effort last night in the EFED. Uh, Pillman and Zach Clark, the new tag team champions, time turning on his longtime tag team partner Shin Sensei. Looks like a heel turn is in the works for uh, for Mr. Flair. Uh, let me explain something to you here. It'll lost, lost in the wash of all the action and everything that's going on. 
Canadian Horseman, don't think that I have forgotten about you at all because you have not left the targets on the top of my rifle, I promise you. My sights are still on you, and I'll go through the pecking order, and I'll jump through all the hoops that Mr. Commissioner Sexay wants to put me through. But just like I said, keep in mind, you know, it's kind of like that when you screw this person, they tell three people, they tell three people, they tell three people. Well, it's a lot bigger than that with the trade-off. So keep, keep, keep doing what you're doing, and I'll go through the pegging order. And one of these days when Siciliano gets done drinking his dinner through a straw after what I did to him last night, if he wants some, he can come get some too. Matter of fact, y'all three can come get some. Because if you think I'm coming alone, I got some news for you, and we'll let you know about that news at the next show. Well, and I just want to say, uh, <laughs> you know what? If you want to go after the horseman, that's your prerogative. But he's not, he's got nothing to prove. He beat you in two minutes. A third fall after you wiped the record clean of the first two finishes in which I won both times. Okay, tell, Trey. It, tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. He won on a third fall of a match. Okay, Trey. Okay. He beat you in two minutes. End of the story. So, moving on, we actually have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Apparently nobody. We don't have a caller on the line, which is crazy because I just took a call. Interesting. Well, like you, they probably heard me on the other end and got scared and left. Probably so. So, I'm going to open the phone lines one more time. If you uh, have something you want to say, then definitely call in, and we will take your I do have something I want to say. Okay. And I want to reiterate. I want to reiterate that Unforgiven was off the charts for the wrestling fans, and we're talking about our Sunday Night Showdown event, the SNS Unforgiven that aired today. I hope everybody gets a chance to go watch all the hard work that JJ puts in on this uh, boss cartoon, um, especially when you start figuring out who's who and how all that works. But for the record, just like my prediction of someday getting my revenge on Loudmouth Siciliano, I'm telling you, JJ, I'm telling you, Horseman, and anybody that you might have under your wing or that you have planned to bring in to help you screw me on the next show, I'm telling you right now, point blank, at the next show, the dog will not be alone. I will not be alone. Matter of fact, it won't just be two of us, but there will be three of us. And I'm going to let everybody in on who that is at the next show. I think we might actually have a caller. Is there anybody there? Uh, yeah, it's me, Walkie. Hey, Walkie. What's going on tonight, buddy? Well, <laughs> i got to say, after um, that little uh, diatribe that you two just had, I, I, had, I had to call in. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting how the whole uh, diet thing, the diet, good Lord, the whole... Uh, the dynamic of the SNS of Ethan is is so entertaining. I I got to admit. <laughs> but on the other hand, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're good, man. You know, it's it's Memorial Day. I've had I've had a shitty week to be to be quite honest. I mean, a lot of stuff went down last week that uh, shouldn't have, but did, and it, it caused a lot of ripples and a lot of the things that I'm I'm doing. But uh, aside from that, I, I'm saying that today things seem a little bit better, more mellow, and. I'm not in as bad a mood. I got pulled over for an illegal windshield. <laughs> I know, I just heard. If there's got to be the most shittiest reason to get pulled over, it's got to be that. 
I mean, you spend over $2,000 close to renovating a Jeep and getting it nice and street legal and looking good and something you're proud of, and you say, all right, it's street legal, I'm ready to go, and you get pulled over for a fucking windshield? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, mean, I I'll admit it, and I'll, uh, I'll admit this. I've been pulled over before, and but not in the reason that you did, Trey Talk. <laughs> I, mean, I have to. I have to admit, I should have seen this coming. My last ticket was a DUI without driving. So I guess when it comes to me in a motor vehicle, anything's possible. This is true. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. You know, be too shocked about today's happenings. Did Walkie get chopped out, Scott? Do uh, I think Walkie's gone? Actually, yeah. I'm not really sure what happened there. I think I've actually picked somebody else up, though, too. Uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Is there anybody else there? Okay. I'm guessing not. I'm having issues. I'm getting bombarded with calls, to be honest with you. Well, that's a good thing. What's up is we just can't take them. <laughs> no shit. No shit. That's really getting on my nerves. Like, literally, I've had about 15 people try to call me in the last two minutes. Keep trying. Keep trying. Oh. You're going to fry my computer, I think. Ah, well. But what the hell, right? Nobody cares. <laughs> Not time for a new one anyway. Yeah, no shit. I'm, I'm in the process of getting something worked out with that pretty soon, but it's been interesting. I'm going to try to get. I'm going to try to get another one of those new Dell laptops. I mean, that one that I have was all right, but they're like three ninety nine now. Yeah. Brand. Okay, we actually have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? It was going. CJ Bowman. What's up, buddy? I'm here. Nothing much. So what's on your mind tonight? Uh, the whole trade diatribe, man. That was a bug out. Do what? The diatribe. Your diatribe, man. That was a bug out. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You got to speak redneck when you talk to me. I got to speak like this. I said it's a good thing. Okay, I, well, I just don't know what a bug out is. Like where I come from, a bug out is when you put some spray on you to keep the bugs out. I know what that means, too. I'm just saying it's kind of crazy. I mean, I didn't expect you to go that crazy, man. Well, I mean, hell, if every morning you woke up and we walked out of your house and I slammed your dick in a car door, wouldn't you get tired of it eventually? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, every time the lights go on, they pop the popcorn, the fans sit down to see me, who they paid to see, obviously, and then we have a show, you know, Along with putting on my boots and my tights, I might as well put some Vaseline in my ass because I know I'm going to get fucked before the night's over with. It's Somehow, vaginal. Somehow, some way. It's all vaginal. Stop being it's so It's all anal. vaginal. Oh, man. Wow. Trey's all being anal tonight. It's not my fault, man. It's all about that prison rape. I guess I guess Skybridge is jobbing people, isn't it? I don't know. CJ, are you still with us? Nope. I guess he got job too. I'm telling you, man, I am literally looking at this thing, and I am getting <laughs> bombarded as we speak. Every hit, I've got boom, 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 boom calls just coming through, and I, I just don't well, see know. If you get, see if you can stack it up. Are you still there? Or did Trey just job to Skype? Well, I think Trey has job to Skype as well, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. That is totally What's going on? So I'm going to try this one more time here. See what goes on. Well, News Live, who is this? Hey, hey. Hey. 
I'm uh, I'm a little behind in the stream, I guess, because whatever the case may be. Where is he? Where is he? Well, hang on. I'm trying to get him back on the line. I'm I'm having issues with Skype because I'm getting bombarded by every motherfucker that's listening to the show. All right, I'll wait. As long as as long as Skype keeps me on, I'll wait. I need this. I need a word with this motherfucker. Well, while I have you on the line and we're waiting for uh, for Trey to to rejoin us, let me ask you something. What was your take tonight on the whole Daniel Bryan escapade on Monday Night Raw? The Daniel Bryan escapade on Raw, and I did have a chance to see it. I know people bitch at me because of my work schedule, but due to the fact that Justin.tv has a lovely mobile application, I did get a chance to see it. Match was sloppy, no question about it, but it was a nice deal. I loved, 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 loved seeing Brian take Miz and turn and throw him into coal. Okay, I got no issue with Brian and Miz sloppy matches. The case may be, let him have a hundred freaking matches. I don't care. I want this deal with Cole. To- And Mike Jobs in mid-sentence. This is unfucking believable, ladies and gentlemen. I am not believing what is going on with Skype tonight. I am about to fucking uh, pull a Brian Danielson and kick the living shit out of my computer at this point in time. Unfucking believable. Anything can and will happen here on Wrestling News Live as it relates to the fucking Skype line. I, I'm clearing everybody out right now. And hopefully we can restart this whole Skype issue. Maybe that was the problem. I just had too many people still on standby. So bear with me. I guess while I have a free moment, and it's just myself discussing this, uh, one of the big news stories that's been going around lately is that Jim Ross has officially re-signed with World Wrestling Entertainment, and he'll be doing basic talent relations and helping backstage. He's already said that he's going to be at the next WWE pay-per-view Fatal 4-Way. And he won't be traveling, obviously, 52 weeks a year, but it looks like maybe once a month he's going to be doing things uh, with World Wrestling Entertainment. So it should be interesting to see how that transpires. I know there was... He kind of hinted around that you know he might still be doing play-by-play, which I think is possible at this point. I mean, if he is going to be backstage doing stuff, it wouldn't surprise me to see him join the broadcast team and maybe replace... Uh, Matt Stryker at some point down the road. So uh, good news for the uh, for the fans of Jr. that you know wanted to see him stay with the E on TV or in some capacity. So uh, good luck to Jim Ross for that. I believe Mike is back on the line after being jobbed out one more time. Jobbed, kicked, whatever you want to call it. Um, all right, I'll give you. The, I'll finish my Brian speech. I don't want Cole involved with Daniel Bryan and this whole storyline. I hate Cole. Cole is not Cole is not a personality that should be involved in any sort of storyline. If they were going to have an announcer get involved in some sort of storyline with Daniel Bryan, let it be a former wrestler. Let it be Stryker. Let it be Lawler. Let it be somebody who knows how to play a heel. Cole's not a heel. Cole is a pisshead. He's a sycophantic asshole who couldn't uh, out of a paper fucking bag. And that is just that is just the God's honest truth. But a lot of announcers in my I mean shit. 
I've been doing what? The rewind for what? Three months? Four months? And I'm a better freaking announcer than that pissant little bastard. Apparently, Miz and Brian, no problem. Let him go kick the kick each other's teeth in for the next six months. But let's get this cold crap over. It's a waste of oxygen. He is losing any respect that I may have had for him as a Raw announcer. And his work on NXT is just absolutely fucking deplorable. Well, if I... oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I see something here. Is he here? Yeah, I do believe the trade dog has rejoined the broadcast. It's a miracle. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Just the other jaw must have gotten unwired this afternoon. Wow. Sure. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Number one. Now, now come, at me, come at me with something more than I got your this or suck it or just bring it. Come up with something that's, that's yours, that's brand new, that we haven't heard a thousand times. Son of a bitch. Number one, you crazy son of a bitch. Fine. You got me. So be it. I'll live with it. Fine. You got me. That's Let what me I wanted to hear. Something. Let me. Okay. You... Mike, are you still there? <laughs> I think you humbled him. He's gone. I didn't. I touched nothing. I touched nothing. I'm on phone. Wow. <laughs> this is fucking phenomenal. You know, this is a train wreck in progress. I'm beginning. I'm beginning to wonder. If they don't do maintenance on Skype at this time of night, on this night, every week, and we just happen to pick the worst time to try to use their product. I'm starting to wonder, because I don't have this many problems on Tuesday night. I certainly don't have this many problems on Sunday nights. So I don't know. Maybe it is. I mean, because, you know, you've had problems with Skype in the past on Monday nights as well. Yeah. So it's either that or it's the unamount, it's the unbelievable amount of people trying to all call it at once that's 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 screwing it up. I, I don't know. There is a lot of that, believe me. I mean, literally, I I haven't sat here for two seconds when I don't have something popping up on Skype, people trying to call in. But I do believe we actually have Mike back on the line. All right, let me say this quick. You got me, Trey. I'll give it to you. <laughs> you got. Okay. You got me. Now, one way or another, whenever J.J.'s done with you, I want you in the worst possible match that J.J. will book. I don't give a shit if it's Hell in a Cell. I don't give a shit if it's Iron Man. I don't give a shit what the fuck match it is. You, me, whatever stip that the boss puts out, let's go. I want to kick your fucking teeth in, and I'm going to do it by myself because that is how I get the job done, regardless of what you say. Do you know how to fight by yourself? I mean, you haven't done that since... Okay, I guess I've lost both of these guys. I'm just about ready to fucking hang this shit up tonight. This is fucking ridiculous. Both Mike and Trey have job to Skype. I think maybe I should invest in a fucking 1-800 number starting next week. I don't know. I, honest to God, have no fucking idea what the problem is, but I know that it is pissing me off to the point where something has got to fucking change around here. Either I'm going to have to go ahead and 
uh, get a 1-800 number and just go that route, or we're going to have to find some new technology because this is fucking ridiculous. Skype keeps fucking <laughs> kicking, kicking both of our asses here. Are you, are you guys back on the line? Yeah, I'm yeah. back. I, I, I don't know what happened. I was just talking to Mike, and then boom, I was talking to myself. I'm still. I'm, I'm getting bombarded. That's that's the problem. Like okay, well, I got. But so, before we kiss, what the fuck put down me and JJ in a kiss my ass match, Walkie, you want to shut your mouth? Otherwise, I'm gonna come after you first before I go after Trey. You little bastard. This is business between me and Trey. All right. Nothing that you need to get your little piss ant nose involved with. Okay. End of story. Now, listen to me, Trey. I, 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 I think the only way to do this is a steel cage. Put us in a cage with a top on it so that none of your friends can get involved, and I'll sit in there and make kick-your-ass sandwiches for everybody all day long. Anybody? Got anything there? I guess. He's not a big fan of the kick-your-ass sandwich. Wow. I don't know. I, at this point, I don't even know what to say. This is, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. I, I just I don't understand. I, I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't either. <laughs> There's got to be some maintenance going on, man. As Mike again. That's there needs to be. Oh man, this is bad. Oh, you know what? Let's let's kind of move on a little bit and uh, discuss a little bit of the news. There's a big news story that just kind of broke out that I kind of want to get your opinion on. Uh, I just discussed JR a second ago. And obviously, if you haven't heard, uh, JR has re-signed with the company and is going to be backstage doing work uh, at different pay-per-views. And it looks like he is, uh, I guess, going to be doing what he did before, like the talent relations and helping out the young talent. So look at this. I'm not, I'm not taking calls. and I've got literally five people calling me right now. Right now. No, I mean, you can try and take it, but just if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's not our fault. That's all we can do. Well, I will try this one more time here. Uh, but like I said, I was talking about Jim Ross before you came back, and, uh, you know, I'm glad to see that he's back with the company that, you know, he's he's been with for all these years. It's nice to know that right. he's not going anywhere. Uh, and, you know, there's a possibility we could see him back on pay-per-view broadcast here, you know, fairly soon, which I hope happens, quite frankly. I think if he's going to work for the company, that you know, I can see him doing the backstage talent, and that's great. But he's got to be the voice of the pay per view. He's just got to be. Well, you know, I wouldn't. I mean, with, with Michael Cole doing NXT and the way they've got it scheduled for shows, it just makes sense to put you know Striker, Lawler, and Jr. on the pay per view. Well, but, you know, look at it from another perspective, too. You've got to look at the fact that um, it seems like they're phasing out a lot of their older talent. You know, it won't be too right. long before Jerry Lawler ends up getting phased out, which, you know, I think they're trying to groom, uh, you know, not only new wrestlers, but they're trying to groom new announced team talent. I mean, Stryker will probably be the guy to take Jerry Lawler's place. You know, oh, Cole. Yeah, definitely. Cole is the guy they've got taking, uh, you know, Jr.'s place. Which, and, and I know there's a lot of people out there that hate Michael Cole, and he's not one of my biggest, or I'm not one of his biggest fans, mind you. Um, I think you know, I've, I've I've never had a problem with Cole. I I, I really haven't. I tell you why. If you think about it, think about where you work. 
everybody right now, think about where you work. And just think that if you were in front of as many people doing your job, screaming at you down a headset, telling you what to do and what to say, how would that affect you and your job performance? It would affect me very profusely. I wouldn't I mean, like I, it. I mean, I don't like being bitched at by anybody, much less someone who's uh, in a higher authority than I am. I mean, I can honestly tell you from experience and in recent experience, and you know what I'm talking about, that I've been there where I've got a guy sitting next to me that's supposed to be my co-host and my partner, literally when the mics are off, screaming at me and yelling at me and calling me everything but a fucking white guy. And then he wants you to smile and entertain people when you turn the mic back on, and you're still pissed off at what he just said. True. You know, I mean, that happened That happened to me in real life, to the point where I said, you know what, I got a question. And he said, what's that? I said, are your teeth fake or are they real? Real, why? Because if they're fake, I was going to tell you to take them out, and if I'm about to put them down your fucking throat. Nice. Consequently, I got let go, but that's okay. I knew what was coming. And uh, speaking, you know? of, speaking of teeth getting kicked down the throat, I believe Mike is back with us. <laughs> before, before I, and he's gone again. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder because I literally he was he was waiting to talk while we were on. He's been on for about five minutes, and he literally was on hold. And as soon as he started talking, it fucking died. So I, it's got to be something with him too because I suggest everybody listening. To do us a favor and update your Skype to the newest version of Skype, because I know that we've had to have conference calls with staff members back and forth, and not, not all of us had the same Skype program, and it wouldn't let us connect. You know what? I think that is probably a lot of the problem now that you mention that, because we have had issues with that in the past. I bet you a lot of it has to do with that. You know, it'll, it, it, it would just behoove us all if we were all in the same Skype program, so... Download the latest version if you if you don't have it already. Yeah, it's free. I mean, cost you nothing. So, Whee! so kind of moving on after this JR topic, uh, you know, we got the Fatal Four Way pay per view coming up for the WWE, and right. we, we've got Randy Orton, who we don't know at this point if he's going to be available to be in the match. You know, with this uh, shoulder injury that he has. Basically, well, what's the diagnosis on his shoulder? Well, they're saying it's like a separated shoulder, I believe. Uh, and it, All right. I, I can tell you this much, and I just I found this out very recently. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever been underneath a vehicle and tried to put a transmission in a vehicle, but there's very little space, and the transmission is very, very heavy. And my neighbor and I were putting the transmission in my Jeep, and we had... The, the transmission basically supported on jacks, and then we were just kind of inching it into place. Well, he was under the, the transmission trying to tighten a bolt, and one of the jacks gave way, and instinctively, you know, you do what you instinctively would do, I caught it underneath the, the vehicle. I was laying there on the ground, and it basically pinned my arm between the transmission and the ground, and it didn't break my arm, but it sure felt like it wanted to. And I was literally screaming, dude, you've got to move. You've got to move. I can't hold this. I can't hold it. My arm was giving out. And ever since then, and that's been a couple of weeks, my right arm 
if I do anything, like even as far as, you know, like cooking burgers on the grill and flipping burgers with a spatula, my arm will give out. And it goes dead. Like it's just, like there's nothing there. Like there's no muscle. There's no strength, you know. And a lot of times with a separated shoulder, when it separates, especially the first time you have a separated shoulder, yeah. it's always the worst. But you tear things in there, and, 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 and you lose strength. And even if that thing gets healed, and again, speaking from experience, even if that thing were to heal, it still takes months before you get the strength that you had back in that arm. Now, I'm not saying he couldn't go up there and pull off a few moves. You know, I don't know. But I can tell you right now that he's in a lot of pain. And four weeks for a comeback from a seriously separated shoulder, I don't buy it. Well, you know, and that's the thing. I think that the smart thing is, basically, I think he should go. They, they're saying he should have surgery to have this repaired. I know that, you know, they're very roster light on a lot of their main event guys. And right. having Randy Orton go away for surgery and being gone for six, seven, eight months is probably not going to be the best thing for the WWE. But no. from a from a smart standpoint and from a longevity standpoint, I think that you should look into that option. And, you know, I mean, I would hate for Randy Orton to go out and have a match and be injured and then, you know, have something 100% worse happen to him, which is going to require him to be gone for, you know, an extended amount of time. Uh, you know, I kind of think they need to go ahead and replace Orton with somebody else and, you know, let Orton go on sabbatical and get things fixed because, you know, working injured right. is not exactly the best idea. Now, this comes twofold. Not only is Randy Orton having issues that we know are legit, The Undertaker had a match with Rey Mysterio to qualify in the final for the Fatal 4 pay-per-view for the SmackDown brand and had his orbital bone broken by the 619. And so there is talk of The Undertaker now being injured and not involved with this pay-per-view as well, which I was under the impression that The Undertaker had been injured anyway and was going to be taking about seven or eight months off to kind of recoup from his injuries after WrestleMania. And they brought him back against Swagger, for the Raw when they had, you know, uh, the roster stuck over in, in uh, you know, overseas and couldn't make it because of the volcanic ash. And then since then, he's been on a couple SmackDown programs. I mean, I understand why they want to bring this guy back in, but, you know, it looks like they're going to have to put Mysterio back in that spot rather than The Undertaker. And Mysterio was scheduled to take time off. So, you know, I mean, again, this is the problem with not building your stars until right now. Well, that's true. That's true. And it's also uh, a factor of, by the same token, relying so much on the veterans that now they're all banged up. But, you know, as far as the Randy Orton is concerned, the Randy Orton situation, real easy, real easy to write him out. Just have Edge attack him backstage and just beat him to no end, staying away, obviously, from that shoulder. But then you you've got Edge taking Randy Orton out, which means it now becomes a three way dance unless they decide to put somebody else in there. You know, um, plus that sets up Orton and Edge to continue doing what they were going to do when he gets back. 
as far as Undertaker goes, I, I was with you. I was under the impression that he was going to be gone for a while anyway after WrestleMania. Apparently, that's not the case. But by the same token, you know, who do they have on that show that draws like he does? Well, you know, that's you know, the problem. That's true, but this could be a good opportunity for a guy like... Uh, now, who all, I'm, I'm trying to remember who all is in the Fatal 4-Way. Uh, I'm thinking Christian is in the Fatal 4-Way. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's time that if he's not, you put him in there, or if he is, you put the strap on him and you, you, you give him a push. Well, exactly. I mean, the guy... The guy's earned it. I mean, you talk about a guy who can't win for losing. You know, he leaves the WWE to go to TNA. They put the belt on him immediately at TNA, only to take it off of him in a fucked up way and then never give it back to him. So he says, screw this. My fans want me back in the WWE. That's where I'm going. Then Vince puts his ass on ECW, you know, and... Not only does he not get better, but the program is based around him as a champion. You know, then he gets drafted over to Raw. You know, finally or SmackDown finally. You know, it's it's just it's time. The guy needs to have a title push. He just needs to. And to me, he's deserved it a lot more than Swagger does. Yeah, well, I was just looking at the chat room, and uh, apparently it is, uh, I believe, Swagger, Big Show, CM Punk, and Taker right now involved in Fatal 4-Way. Looks like they've got Christian involved with a program uh, with Dolph Ziggler. They're trying to elevate Ziggler. And, you know, I, I can understand why they'd want to do that, because I think Ziggler is a talent that they can do something with. But honestly, I mean, if you want Rey Mysterio to still have his sabbatical, I think the obvious thing is to put Christian back in this. And hold off on the match with Ziggler and uh, and, and Christian, honestly. But more than likely, Mysterio is going to get that spot. Now, as far as Raw is concerned, with Randy Orton out of it, I think that is the perfect time to bring back Triple H. If he's ready. Well, if he's ready, Triple H would have to be the guy you'd bring in. Or, I mean, I don't know if Morrison is healed yet, but here's another guy that you could throw in the Fatal Four Way. I would rather. I would honestly rather see Sheamus go over and win this belt in this fatal four-way and then bring Triple H back to feud with Sheamus, the champion. Because when Triple H comes back, he's going to want two things, a title shot and Sheamus. Why not give him both at the same time? Because I, unlike the masses, I want Triple H to return, and I want him to get a title shot, and I want him to become champion again soon. Why? Because I'm a Triple H homer. Kiss my ass. <laughs> hey, anybody that sits there and says that Triple H has been a guy that has consistently not put talent over, I don't know what the fuck you've been watching. Because every every chance, every chance he's had, I mean, you, you look at even back, even the old DX that everybody thought sucked. That last go, not this last go round, round before that, he was still putting people over. I mean, go back and look at he was putting over Spare Squad. Yep. Go back go back and look at like 04, 05, and 06 and tell me Triple H wasn't putting people over. Some of the kids that go, he's only on top because he's married. Well, everybody's entitled to their opinions. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them and they all stink, so there you go. <laughs> okay. 
Everybody has it. It stinks on everybody's computer. Everybody has it, and it fucking sucks. So we're going to look into a switchboard or something, I guess. I think we're going to have to. Like, I mean, eventually down the road when we uh, get a little more set up, I think I'm going to have to basically go and buy a number or work something out there because I have absolutely no idea what in the hell has happened to Skype. But uh, I'm going to try and open these phone lines up one more time and see if I can't get somebody to call in. And we'll we'll kind of see what happens there. If it, if it jobs, just, I can't continue to do this all night where we take a call and then two seconds in, it drops. So with that said... What's on your mind? So what's on your mind? Well, I... Bleep, bleep, hello? Okay, goodbye. Now with that said, I, I think we actually have someone on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Apparently, Nobody. Apparently we, we don't, which is funny because I have somebody that's listed as being on the show, but they're not here. Once again, the... Uh, the wonders. I just got bit by a mosquito the size of a pterodactyl. Oh really? Something that's huge. Fucking Jurassic Park mosquitoes there in Oklahoma now, huh? I guess. I guess. Wow, that's no good. Let's see. I'm trying but to. Think. The good news is that, uh, as far as this show goes, it'll be back to normal soon. As soon as I get into my new apartment. Yeah. Well, that'll be cool. And I'm counting down days. I hear you. I hear you. Well, you know, I think I'm going to try this one more time. Things up because I'm running out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> to be quite honest, I mean, you didn't you, you didn't watch Raw tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to bet you didn't catch much uh, this past week. And honestly, uh, I'm kind of getting a little pissed off at the whole Skype thing. So rather than I gotta go say, off, I'm exhausted. Well, there you go. Um, I did kind of give a shout out for Memorial Day, so if you want to do that, I mean, I, I know that's a yeah. I mean, I big uh, shout out to all the troops uh, that are making it to where we are still able to do stuff like this. Um, you know, to all the wounded soldiers who are home with their families, thank you. To all those that are over there fighting, still thank you. Um, hopefully, one of these days we can elect a president that'll get you home because I think this is bullshit. I'm tired of the United States of America being the world police. You know, oh, my God, Afghanistan told France to suck their ass. Let's go over there and get involved. Fuck it. Let them figure it out. And if they want our help, they can pay us. Then we'll bring our troops over there and pay them. And that's the way I feel about it. So I don't normally like to talk politics on this show, but that's something I feel very, very strongly about is, you know, I'm sick of us losing lives, losing our soldiers to solve somebody else's domestic dispute. You know, fucking figure it out on your own. You want our help? Pay us, and then we'll come over there and kick everybody's ass while you start from scratch. So apparently Trey has jobbed out to Skype, too. With that, we are ending the show tonight. I apologize profusely for all the technical problems we're having with Skype tonight, guys. (laughs) Are you there? I'm here. I thought you dropped out on me again. Jesus Christ. Oh, I say we just wrap this up, man. Like, th- this is this is a nightmare. It's trying to drop me out, but I won't let it. It's trying. It keeps cutting in and out, so. Anyway, let's wrap this. All right. On behalf of the Trey Dog, on behalf of myself, JJ Sexay, I want to wish you guys a happy Memorial Day. I hope the rest of your week is uh, is very good. Definitely tune in tomorrow. 
Unplugged will be back after a one-week absence. I apologize profusely for what happened last week, but uh, a lot of stuff's gone down in my life personally, and I haven't been able, I haven't been 100%, to be quite honest. I, I'm not 100% tonight. So uh, I will be back tomorrow night with uh, the final episode of NXT for this season before they start a brand-new season with new rookies that we know nothing about. So definitely tune in for that. Trey's going to join me to do... Uh, Myself and the sensational Sean for the Red Dead Redemption review, which should be off the hook. So definitely tune into that tomorrow night, 11:30 Eastern, 9:30 Mountain Standard Time. With that said, guys, I'm gonna kick it over to JSK, and I've got a tribute for all the troops out there. So on behalf of Trey, myself, and everybody else, it's been a Wrestling News Live. JSK, take us out of here. Oh, with that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out. children and my wife thank my lucky stars to be living here today cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away and I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free but I won't forget the men There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA The lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to L.A., there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. There ain't no doubt I love this land
Jesus.